Psalm 13:6. I will sing to the Lord, because He has dealt bountifully with me. Gentle and lowly, the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. Day eight, the to the uttermost. He always lives to make intercession for them. Hebrews chapter seven verse twenty five. One of the more neglected doctrines in the church today is the heavenly intercession of Christ. When we talk about Christ's intercession, we are talking about what Jesus is doing now. There has been a remarkable recovery of the glory of what Christ did back then. Back then, in his life, death and resurrection to save me. But what about what he is doing now? For many of us, our functional Jesus isn't really doing anything now. Everything we need to be saved, we tend to think, is already accomplished. But that is not how the New Testament presents the work of Christ. We will spend some time considering Christ's heavenly, heavenly intercession, not only because it is neglected today, but also because it is a part of Christ's work that is a uh, that is uniquely reflective of His heart. Um. Not only because it is neglected today, but also because it is part of Christ's work that is uniquely reflective of His heart. As a way of framing what intercession is and its present neglect, consider it in relation to the doctrine of justification. Much has been written and preached and taught about His glorious doctrine. In recent years, as it should be, to be justified is to be declared righteous in the sight of God, fully legally exonerated. What is exonerated? Exonerated means to be cleared of a crime. Oh. Fully legally exonerated in the divine court, based entirely on what another Jesus has done in our place, but our hearts are weird in such a way that we constantly drift from a moment by moment, believing this full exoneration, that hard resistance to complete a. Acquittal. What is acquittal? Acquittal means co- completely declared innocent. Oh, acquittal. Okay, to complete acquittal before God, based on what Christ has done, become became codified. Codified. What is codified? Made into a code. Became codified in medieval and then Roman Catholic theology. Oh, 
the reformers such as Luther and Calvin recovered and rightly recentralized the doctrine of justification, and every generation since then has had to rediscover this doctrine afresh for themselves. It is the most counterintuitive aspect of Christianity that we are declared right with God, not once we begin to get out act together, but once we collapse into honest acknowledgement that we never will. But justification is all is largely a doctrine about what Christ has done in the past, rooted centrally in his death and resurrection. Therefore, since we have been justified, Romans chapter five, verse one, he died and rose again, and as we place our faith in him, we are justified, for he died the faith we deserve to die. But what is he doing now? He don't have. We don't have to speculate. The Bible tells us he is interceding for us. Justification is tied to what Christ did in the past. Intercession is what he is doing in the present. Think of it this way: Christ's heart is a steady reality, flowing through time. It isn't as if his heart. Throbbed for his people. What is throbbed? Throbbed means beat. His heart beat for his people. Okay, throbbed for his people when he was on earth, but his, uh, but has、uh, dissipated. What is dissipated? Dissipated means, um, 消失了 Oh. This dissipated now that he is in heaven. It's not that his heart was flowing forth in a burst of mercy that took him all the way to the cross, but has now cooled down, settling back once more into kindly indifference. His heart is as strong to his people now as ever it was in his.、Uh, Incarnate state, and the present manifestation of his heart for his people is his、uh, constant interceding on their behalf. What is intercession? In general terms, it means that a third party comes between two others and makes a, a case to one on behalf of the other. Think of a parent interceding to a teacher on behalf of a child, or an agent interceding to a sport franchise on sports franchise on behalf of an athlete. What is sports franchise? Sports franchise is like. Um. I think it's like a sports league. I'm not fully sure. Hmm. Okay. 
What then does that mean for Christ to intercede? Who are the parties involved? God, the Father, on the uh, on the one hand, and then we believers on the other. But why would Jesus need to intercede for us? After all, haven't we been completely justified already? What is there for Christ to plead on our behalf? Hasn't He already done all that is needed to fully acquit us? In other words, does the doctrine of Christ's heavenly intercession mean that something was left incomplete in His、uh, atoning work on the cross? If we speak of the finished work of Christ. On the cross, does the doctrine of intercession suggest that the cross was actually left unfinished? The answer is that intercession applies what the atonement accomplished. Christ's present heavenly, heavenly intercession on our behalf is a reflection of the fullness and the victory and the completeness of His earthly work. Not a reflection of anything lacking in his earthly work. The atonement accomplished our salvation. Intercession is the moment by moment application of that atoning work. In the past, Jesus did what he know what he now talks about. In the present. Jesus talked about what he then did. This is why the New Testament writes justification and intercession, such as in Romans chapter eight, verse thirty-three to thirty-four. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that. Who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us? Intercession is the constant hitting, refresh of our justification in the court of heaven, pressing in more deeply. Christ's intercession reflects how profoundly personal our rescue is. If we knew about Christ's death and resurrection, but not His intercession, we would be tempted to view our salvation in overly formulaic terms. It would feel more mechanical. Mechanical. What is mechanical? Mechanical means like machines. Oh yeah, it would feel more mechanical than it is true to who Christ actually is. His interceding for us reflects His heart, the same heart that carried Him through life and down into death, on behalf of His people, is the heart that now manifests itself in constant pleading. With and reminding and prevailing upon his father, to always welcome us. This does not mean the father is reluctant to embrace us, 
or that the son has、uh, a more loving disposition towards us than the father does. We will consider this more fully in chapter fourteen. The atoning work of the son was something the father and the son delightedly agreed to together. In eternity past, the son's intercession does not reflect the coolness of the father, but the sheer warmth, sheer sheer warmth of the son. Christ does not intercede because the father's heart is tepid toward us. What is tepid toward us? Lukewarm. Oh. But because the son's heart is so far towards us, but the father's own deepest delight is to say yes to the son's pleading on our behalf. Think of an older brother cheering on his younger brother in a track meet, even if in that final final stretch, the younger brother is well out ahead. And will certainly win the race. Does the older brother sit back, quiet, complacently, satisfied? Not at all. He's、uh, yelling at the top of his、uh, lungs, exclam exclamations of encouragement, of affirmation. Of celebration, of victory, of solidarity, of solidarity. What is of solidarity? Solidarity is like, um, being on the same side as. Um,、uh, 陪伴 Yes, kind、oh. of. He cannot be quieted, so with our own older brother. John Bunyan wrote a whole book of on Christ's heavenly intercession called Christ's Complete Savior. At one point, he explains how the doctrine of intercession is a matter of Christ's heart. There is an objective side to our salvation, which Bunyan puts in terms of justification. God justifies us. Not either by giving laws unto us, or by becoming our example, or by following of him in any sense, but by his blood shed for us, he justifies by bestowing upon us. What is bestowing? By giving to us. Okay. Not by expecting from us, but added to this objective side of the gospel is a subjective reality, and notice how Brian put it, as you must know him and how men are justified by him, so you must know the red readiness that is in him to receive and to do for those. What they need that come unto God by Him. Suppose His merits were completely efficacious, yet if it could be proved that there is a lostness 
in him that these merits should be bestowed upon the coming ones. There were but few adventure to wait upon him, but now as he is full, he is free. Nothing pleases him better than to give what he has away, than to bestow it upon the poor and needy. Even if we believed fully in the doctrine of justification and knew all our sins were totally forgiven, we would not come to Christ gladly if he were an austere zero. What is austere? Austere is like aloof and like. Oh, I see. Yeah. The haunting. But his、uh, posture right now, as he is in heaven, his、uh, disposition, his deep, deepest desire, is to pour his heart out on our behalf before the Father. The intercession of Christ is his heart connecting our heart to the Father's heart. The text on which one based Christ on.、Uh, Complete Savior, Hebrew chapter seven verse twenty five, is perhaps the key text in all the New Testament on the doctrine of Christ's intercession. After reflecting on Christ's abiding, permanent priesthood, the writer concludes, consequently, he is able to save to the. Outermost, those who draw near to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. The perhaps the phrase to the outermost is one Greek word, "pentele." It's a a word denoting comprehensiveness, completeness, exaltive holiness. Wholeness. The only other place it is used in the New Testament is Luke chapter thirteen verse eleven, where it describes a woman who cannot stand up straight all the way but has been disabled for eighteen years. What is the point of saying Christ saves to the uttermost? We who know our hearts understand. We are to the uttermost sinners. We need we need a to the uttermost savior. Christ doesn't merely help us; he saves us. This may seem obvious to those of us who have been walking with the Lord for some time. Of course, Jesus saves us, but consider how you your heart works. Do you know? Do you not find within yourselves an unceasing low-grade impulse to strengthen his saving work through your own contribution? We tend to operate as if Hebrews chapter seven, verse twenty-five, says that Jesus is able to save for the most part those who draw near to God. Through him, but the salvation Christ brings in, brings yes, pentes, pentes, 
it is comprehensive. In the flow of thought, in Hebrews chapter 7, there appears to be a special focus on time aspect of his salvation. Because Jesus holds his priesthood permanently and continues forever in it. Unlike previous priests who all died, Christ is able to save to the uttermost. Our presence in God's good favor and family will never sputter and die. Never sputter? What is sputter? Sputter means like I'm not really sure how to describe it. It's like spill out a little bit. Okay. Like an engine running out of gas. We all tend to have some small pocket of our life where we have difficulty leaving the forgiveness of God rich. We say we are totally forgiven and we sincerely believe our sins are forgiven. Pretty much anyway, but there's that one deep, dark part of our lives, even our present lives, that seems so intractable. Uh, intra, intra what is intractable? Um, wait, where are you right now? Um, page 83. Oh. In intractable. Intractable means it cannot be um let me see. Dark part of the lies even there. Intractable is like I'm not fully sure actually. Okay. Um even our present lives that seems so intractable, so ugly, so beyond recovery. To the utmost, the Hebrew 7 verse 25 means God's forgiving, redeeming, restoring, touch reaches down into the darkness, darkest crevice. What, what is crevice? Crevice. Crevice is like a... Um, Okay, let me just first tell you what intractable means. Intractable means hard to control or deal with. Now let me look up crevice. A narrow opening or fissure. Narrow opening. Narrow opening of our thoughts. Oh. Let me repeat it again. But there's that one deep dark part of our lives, even our present lives, that seems so intractable. Intractable means out of control, right? Yes. So ugly, so beyond recovery. To the utmost in Hebrew chapter 7 verse 25 means God's forgiving, redeeming, restoring, touch, reach, down into the dark, darkest crevices of our crevices. crevices of our soul. Okay.
That's a, such a strong comparison here. Mm-hmm. Those places were where we are most ashamed, most defeated. More than this, those crevices of sin are themselves the place where Christ loves us the most. His heart willingly goes there. His heart is most strongly drawn there. He knows us to the uttermost, and he saves us to the utmost. Because his heart is drawn out to us to the uttermost, we cannot sing our way out of his tender care. Wow, I love how it describes. Yeah. That's beautiful. He's tender here. But how he's tender here. But how do we know? The text tells us he is able to save to the utmost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. Christ's heavenly intercession is the reason we know that he will save us to the uttermost. Here's what this means. The divine sound never ceases. Note the word always. To bring his atoning life, death and resurrection before his father in a moment by moment way. Christ turns the father's eyes to his own righteousness, wrote Calvin, to avert his gaze from our sin. He so reconciles the Father's heart to us that by his intercession, he prepares a way and access for us to the Father's throne. Do we realize what this means? Not note the best Note the blessed realism of the Bible. This is the explicit acknowledgement that we Christians are ongoing sinners. Christ continues to intercede on our behalf in heaven because we continue to fail here on earth. He does not forgive us through his work on the cross and then hope we make it in the re- make it the rest of the way. Picture a glider. What is a glider? A glider is kind. It looks kind of like an airplane, but it doesn't have an engine. It just like, kind of glides through the air. It. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Picture a glider pulled up into the sky by an airplane soon to be released to float down to earth. We are that glider, Christ is the plane, but he never disengages. He never lets go, wishing us well, hoping we can glide the rest of the way into heaven. He carries us all the way. One way to think of Christ's intercession then yes, simply this. Jesus is praying for you right now. 
It is a consoling thought," wrote theologian Louis Berkhoff. The crises are praying for us, even when we are negligent in our prayer life. What is negligent? Negligent means we we are neglecting. We are、um, not. Doing what we should be doing.、Mm -hmm, yeah, our prayer life stinks most of the time. What is stinks? Stinks smells bad, so、oh, it's bad. Okay, but what if you hear you heard Jesus praying aloud for you in the next room? Few things would claim would come as more deeply. The doctrine of the present heavenly intercession of Christ is、uh, neglected today. That is too bad because it is a consoling truth and flows right out of the heart of Christ. Whereas the doctrine of the atonement reassures us with what Christ has done in the past. The doctrine of his intersection reassures us with what he is doing in the present. If you are in Christ, you have、uh, an intercessor, a present-day mediator, one who is happily celebrating with his father the abundant reason for both to embrace you into their deepest heart, Richard. Sibi wrote, "What a comfort it is now in our daily approach to God, to minister boldness to us in all our suit, that we go to God in the name of one that He loves, in whom His soul delights, that we have a friend in court, a friend in heaven for us, that He is at the right hand of God." And interposes himself there for us in all our suits that makes us acceptable, that perfumes our prayers and makes them acceptable. Be sure, therefore, in all our suits to God, to take along our elder brother. God looks upon us, lovely in him, and delights in us. As we are members of Him, our sin goes to the uttermost, but His saving goes to the uttermost, and His saving always outpaces and overwhelms our sin, because He always lives to intercede for us. Any thoughts for today's reading? I really like the paragraph on page eighty-three where it says we cannot sin our way out of His tender care. Huh? We His cannot. His heart is drawn out to us to the uttermost. Yeah. Um. This chapter talk about the sin, and、uh, talk about the. the Deepest and darkest part of in our heart, and、uh, 
regardless how how sinful we are, um, I I love the final, um, final word that say our sins goes to the uttermost, but his saving goes to the uttermost. I feel like God's love is chasing us, and want to, um, like um woo us back. Mm, yes. And his saving always outpaces and overwhelms our sin, because he always lives to intercede for us. And I also really love uh, the, um. Is that analogy? Analogy in chapters are uh, in page seventy nine. What is intersection? What on page seventy nine? The what what is intersection? Mm. Like uh, it gives the two examples in general terms. It means that a third party comes between two others and makes a case to one on behalf of the other. Think of a parent interceding to a teacher on behalf of a child, and an agent interceding to a sport franchise, on behalf of an athlete. As a, it helps me to understand what it looks like for Jesus to intercede for on behalf of us and. The um at the picture for me is that he's such a protector, want to protect us from all the punishment. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. It's very lovely, very loving, and um, yeah, it's very warm my heart. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. Have you ever interceded on behalf of someone? Um, I've probably interceded on behalf of my brother. Oh yeah. Do you remember in what situation? I don't remember any situations. But since uh, your brother is younger than you, so you feel you have a. Kind of responsibility to protect him. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. I think there was one time my mom got mad at my brother for something, and I interceded for him. I I feel like if someone interceded for me or for us, we always feel like protected and feel very loved. Do you、mm. think so? Have you ever been interceded by anyone? Probably, yeah. But you cannot, you cannot think of any. Can you think of any examples? Um, a lot, yeah. I I, there are a lot of people in my life interceded for me, but I hope there are more. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Uh, from different reasons, 
I do like people to step step out for me. Nice. Yeah, and I step out for people for others as well. So, any thoughts for today's uh, reading or discussion? I can't think of anything else. Okay, great. So I think it concludes today's discussion, and uh, see you next time.